It is Sunday morning, November 22nd. And as I sit here right now, there are 44 NBA players who have signed free agent deals for a total of more than $1 billion, $114 million. That's split amongst 44 players who have signed free agent deals. And what I want to talk about this morning is something that continues to come up on social media, this saying, guaranteed contracts. And for all intents and purposes, generally, yes, NBA players who are signing the exorbitant deals are receiving guaranteed contracts, the money that they're signing for. For instance, Gordon Hayward, four years, $120 million, technically guaranteed for all intents and purposes. And when people say, hey, NFL players, close your eyes, don't watch, there's a point to that. NFL players, a big chunk of their compensation is non-guaranteed as compared to NBA players. Because what it looks like for an NFL player is you've got a portion that is guaranteed, but then a large portion that is not. So a team can cut an NFL player at any time for any reason whatsoever and only has the obligation of paying the entirety of the guaranteed portion of the NFL player's contract and can actually extinguish any obligation to pay any amount of that non-guaranteed portion. NBA contracts are not split in such a way. That four-year, $120 million contract for Gordon Hayward is fully guaranteed if a team if the Charlotte Hornets decided that it wanted to cut Gordon Hayward and it didn't have good reason, Gordon Hayward gets the full $120 million. But what I wanted to talk about is a nuance because while an NBA contract is guaranteed, there are still outs for NBA teams. And while it may be rare, there may be certain situations where a team is able to get out of what we call guaranteed compensation. Certainly, if a player uh, is involved in domestic violence activities, criminal activities, a team can get out of those compensation obligations. But in addition, a very interesting portion of an NBA player contract is found in Section 12 title prohibited activities. And I think it's really interesting to kind of go through what is a prohibited activity because you may be a bit surprised to find out what NBA players are restricted from doing. And so section 12 of the player contract says that a player agrees he will not without written consent of the team engage in any activity that a reasonable person would recognize as involving or exposing the participants to substantial risk of bodily injury. That includes skydiving, hang gliding, snow skiing, rock or mountain climbing, as distinguished from hiking, water or jet skiing, whitewater rafting, rappelling, bungee jumping, trampoline jumping, and mountain biking. It goes on. Any fighting, boxing, or wrestling. Using fireworks. Think about JPP in the NFL or participating in any activity involving firearms or other weapons. Interestingly, riding on electric scooters or hoverboards, that's off limits. Driving or riding on a motorcycle or moped, 
or four-wheeling, off-roading of any kind, riding in or on any motorized vehicle in any kind of race or racing contest, operating an aircraft of any kind, engaging in any other activity excluded or prohibited by or under any insurance policy in which the team procures against the injury, illness, so on and so forth. That's a lot of things that an NBA player cannot do. In fact, if the player does it and doesn't injure himself, it's unlikely the team's going to do anything. But what if the player sustains a serious injury when snow skiing or rock or mountain climbing or using fireworks? You know, JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul in the NFL, could continue to play. In fact, he, he is playing now with an injury to his hand based on fireworks on July 4th, years ago. I'm not sure an NBA player would be able to shoot a basketball sufficiently and to the level required by an NBA team if that player sustained an injury from fireworks. So what happens in the instance that a player violates this section? Well, it says if a player violates this paragraph 12, he shall be subject to discipline imposed by the team and or the commissioner of the NBA. And Really, there's no cap on that discipline. It's a material breach if a player engages in this type of activity. What is important also is the section goes on to talk about types of activities that are okay and that a player does not need the written consent of an NBA team to partake in. And again, even with what I talked about before, fighting, skiing, rock or mountain climbing, etc. If the player goes to the team first and the team consents, no harm, no foul. Because even if there's an injury, then it's not a breach of this, of this portion of the agreement. But what the player does not need written consent for is to engage as an amateur in golf, tennis, handball, swimming, hiking, softball, volleyball, and other similar sports that a reasonable person, again, the key term, reasonable person, would not recognize as involving or exposing the participant to a substantial risk of bodily injury. So basically, what I'm trying to say here is Gordon Hayward, four years, $120 million. Fred Van Vliet, client of mine, really happy for him, four years, $85 million. Joe Harris, four years, $75 million. These guys have really guaranteed contracts in the sense that an NBA team can't cut them and extinguish their obligation to pay them that full amount of money. But what if one of those players partakes in one of these prohibited activities and seriously injures himself? Well, we don't see many instances of it, but technically the team could probably get out of those guaranteed obligations.